In this episode, Christy and Belinda are serving the tea on handling overwhelm when life is batshit crazy. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and solopreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at starlightandmoonbeams.com. So, Christy, what's in your cup this week? This week, I am drinking ice cold water because it is flipping hot outside. Have like most of the country, I believe, record breaking temperatures. And I just can't imagine drinking anything but water right now. So, that's in my physical cup. And in my life cup, it is magazine week. So, it has been very um, busy pulling together all of the articles, the images, putting everything together, and getting it ready to release. This will be our first issue that is part of our subscription program. So, we're really looking forward to reaching people in that way. And we'll see how it goes. But that's what's in my life cup. What else? I'm just working on my priestess stuff and the new program that we'll be offering hopefully later this year and making plans for a trip to California um, in September, which I'm really excited about. Still need to talk to Miss Belinda here, though, to see if uh, we'll be able to spend <laughs> a couple of days together in uh, Arizona. So we'll see about that. But that's that's something to look forward to. That's really exciting. Um, besides my trip to Asheville. It's been a while since I really traveled. I haven't been on a plane since before COVID, which is really weird for me. So oh wow, excited to just yeah get far away and new scenery, and it'll be nice. So that's what's in my cup. What's in yours, Belinda? Um, I've got my Hufflepuff tumbler. Seems to be my favorite uh, to use lately, and today I have lemonade in it. Uh, half mm. water, half lemonade. Simply lemonade. I just needed something with a bit of sugar because just something to perk my energy up. And so, yeah, that is what's in my cup, my physical cup, um, in my life cup. Just so, 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 so much. There's a lot. <laughs> and so it's just one of those things where when you know your weeks are full and you have a lot of appointments coming up and a lot of things that uh, demand your energy, I'm learning that I can't neglect myself. So that's what's in my physical, my life cup this this week, that realization of, hey, you know, self-care is not just buzzword, you know, the trendy thing to do, that it's actually quite important. And so, yeah, just trying to make sure I'm in the right places at the right time and that all my responsibilities and obligations taken care of. Um, I'm still working on my garden. My poor sweet garden hasn't seen me since a couple of days ago, actually. 
But yeah, things are moving in the right direction at least. So yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you in September too. Like I've already talked to Mark about, oh, we're going to go do this. And do you think we could make this little side trip? Like we were talking about maybe taking you to Sedona. Yes. I don't know. What can I cook for you? I don't know. It's just all kinds of things. <laughs> so yeah, that is, you know, we have our family reunion coming up next week. So that's going to be good too, getting to see some family and kind of just try and unwind a little, a little, if you can unwind on the, at a family reunion. but um, <laughs> That's questionable <laughs> for some families. <laughs> right. But I'm excited. I have one aunt that I, I enjoy spending time with her. She's coming out a couple of days earlier. She's going to spend time with us and she's kind of roped me into making some suckers with her for the kids. So yeah, I'm excited with the reunion. I'm excited just to spend some time with Alfie, you know, <sighs> when you got a kid, it kind of shelters you from the adults sometimes too. It gives you an excuse to yeah. sit under a tree and just relax and breathe. So yeah, that's that's what's going on over here. It feels very scrambled in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. So while you were talking just now, I want to, it occurred to me that I want to shine the starlight on overwhelm and how we handle it and what we do. Um, so let's just take a couple of minutes to discuss that. What are some of your tips and tricks for handling your own energy when you have so much going on, you know, because there are weeks that you just can't get out of it. There's just so much to do and you've got to do it. It's not permanent. You know, you can get through it, but what are some tips and tricks that we can share maybe on how to manage our energy? Because that's what we're good at is, you know, knowing how to keep our energy as clear as possible so we can handle times like this. So what do you do, Belinda? Three things came to mind real quick. One is I am learning to say no when I'm mm -hmm. overwhelmed. I'm a people pleaser. I'm someone, if I can do it, I'll figure out a way, no matter you know what's going on. And so when I'm overwhelmed and something else comes for my attention, I'm learning to say, you know what? Not right now. I just, I can't, I can't. It's setting, I guess it's setting that boundary and letting people know, hey, you know, this is not a good time. Another thing that I do is I know my triggers and I know, I know what my overwhelm looks like. I know the warning signs when I'm about to hit that, that limit. And what I do is I excuse myself from wherever I am. If I'm at home, I'll excuse myself for a little bit. And I go and I lie down in a very quiet room. And, and I, because I get very overstimulated, noise will over, I become hyper in everything. Everything becomes too much. Thoughts become too much. Sound becomes too much. Presence becomes too much. Touch becomes too much. And so I excuse myself and I go lie down. And my family knows if the door is closed and I'm just there in, in the quiet, that's what I need. I just need silence, a chance to breathe and be still. And then another thing that I'm learning has really boosted my energy or helped at least boost it enough so I can get through the next task is I stop what I'm doing and I just focus on the present. I focus on that moment right now. And a lot of the times I will just sit down or I'll get on the floor with my grandson and I'll play. 
everything else that was overwhelming me and is piled on my plate, it stops because I've realigned my focus on my priority and what's important to me and the reason why I'm doing so much um, in the first place. And so, yeah, whether that is snuggle time, whether that's standing at the sink with him while he plays with the water on the floor or we dance or we sing or whatever, I find those opportunities to pull myself out of my head and out of the chaos to just be in the moment and just focus on what's happening right then and there. And those I think are my top three right now. And just remembering to breathe. I should have said four. Breathe is a big thing. I have to remind myself, take in a deep breath, ground yourself. I'll notice that I, I, when I'm overwhelmed, I shallow breathe. I never, Mm -hmm. ever take a deep breath. And it always surprises me when I go to take those deep grounding breaths to realize, hang a second. And you take that big breath and then my body instantly relaxes. And it's like, okay, I've released some of that tension. But what about you? Everything that you said is spot on and same for me. Um, Boundaries, boundaries are always important. Learning to set them and hold them is a whole other story. Yeah, you can know that you need to put boundaries down, (laughs) but then actually doing it and sticking to it, that is um, something we have to be aware of and practice, especially as, you know, women, as young girls, we, we were taught to be people pleasers and to take care of everybody else. And it feels, it can feel rude to put up a boundary, but if you don't, then something else ends up happening that is much ruder or much meaner or, falls apart or whatever. And so, yeah, boundaries are so important. Breath work. I agree. We all do that. We all tend to shallow breathe. We might tend to inhale and forget to exhale. And so, you know, we're, we're pulling that in, but we're not letting it out. And so breath work, I think is really important. And one little trick that I know, so what happens when you're all frenzied and you have all this going on is your nervous system is just buzzing, you know, it's really on high alert and it's going to be very brittle. And so activate your parasympathetic system with the vagus nerve. And that's a nerve that runs down your central channel. But for me, one of the easiest ways is through breath work. And while doing that breathing, that deep breathing, maybe square breathing, where you inhale for a count of four, you hold for a count of four, you exhale for a count of four, and you hold at the bottom for a count of four. Do a couple rounds of that. Or the other one I like to do is inhale slowly for a count of three or four, and then exhale for twice as long. And that just really, that long exhale just really helps you empty out those thoughts and that tension and that extra energy that's just buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. But while you're doing that, if you press your tongue against the back of your teeth, like right up at the roof of your mouth behind the back of your top teeth, that activates the vagus nerve. And that tells your parasympathetic system that you are safe and it's time to relax. And that'll bring down your heart rate, your breathing into a slower breath rate. It'll bring down your blood pressure, you know, whatever is, you know, activating at these really high, crazy levels that has you on edge. That will all come down. It only takes, you know, a minute and that'll make a huge difference. What was the other thing you said? Is that like the vagus nerve goes down the center of your body, right? Because I know sometimes without even thinking, I'll tap my sternum. Tapping is, I've 
do not know a lot about tapping, but I have heard so many good things about it. So that's something to look into as well. Oh, priorities. And I love the meme that I've seen go around a lot lately of asking yourself, what life do I want to create? And does this contribute to it or take away from it? And so when someone does come to you with something more and you're already feeling it, it's like, does that, is that going to support the life you want to create or is it going to distract you from it and then even looking at like when you do have these really busy weeks like we both do this week really looking at what's already on your plate does it all have to stay on your plate or is there anything there that you just felt some kind of obligation to do that is not supporting the life you want to create or maybe it's something that you know, the world's not going to fall apart if it doesn't get done right away. And I know we can have these issues where we're trying to overcome procrastination habits, but sometimes that is the best choice that you can make is to remove it from your plate now. That doesn't mean you're not ever going to do it, but it, or realize that it doesn't belong on your plate at all. Maybe it's not yours. Maybe it's not the right time, but that is definitely that priority. And yeah, stepping away and spending, becoming present. I love how you said that spending time with your grandson does that for you. Whatever you need to do to just become present in this moment right now, everything else that has to be done the rest of the day or the rest of the week, just let it melt away. Focus on what you're doing right now. We get caught up in that multitasking state of mind. And especially as women, again, you know, because when you're raising kids and you have a husband that you're trying to do whatever you need to do for him and a house to take care of and a career and everything else going on, you really learn to multitask. There are some times when you just need to stop and just focus on one task and maybe not because it's one of those things that needs that focus, but it's because your brain needs that relief of just coming present on this one thing, even if it's just doing the dishes or cleaning, you know, folding laundry or whatever you're working on for work or exercising, just bring, you know, that's usually time when your brain is thinking about other things. But if you just bring it to center and, you know, come present, come present in the moment and remember what is real. Yeah, there's something too. It's called mindfulness exercises. It's part of a DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, something mm -hmm. that I studied in school. And they said, when you bring yourself into the present, because that's how you, mindfulness is about taking control of uh, your overwhelm, your anxiety, that kind of thing, so that you can ground yourself. And they said, in those moments, when you bring yourself into the present, try and engage your five senses. What does your chair feel like? What does it smell like? What can you hear? What can you see? Can you taste anything? That, like, if you don't have someone like... I me, I have my grandson that can help me stay in the moment and hold my focus and help me realign. You can you can do those things and be in the moment even by yourself, even just sitting there. Practice that. What does the chair feel like? How does it feel against my leg? Is it cold? Does it feel like leather? Is it plastic? Is it hard? Is it soft? What do I smell? You know, definitely that, and that's something that helps us in a whole bunch of things of just bringing in the senses, and we do that as as writers too, as creatives. Yeah. Yeah. And we include our senses in the art. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, just real quick, one thing my therapist told me, too, that you bring up, like, where women, we're, we're kind of conditioned to be super women. And the idea somewhere along the line gets ingrained in us that if we don't accomplish these things all at once and do it perfectly, that the world is going to end. 
yeah. there, there's this dire sense of foreboding that is placed on our shoulders. And I think that's why we accept things because we feel like we're supposed to. And if, if we don't do it, no one will do it. Um, and I remember a therapist telling me, Blenda, you know, take this pen and drop it. That The pen represents everything that you think is important, your priorities, this sense. Now drop it. And I dropped it and I looked at him and he goes, guess what? The world didn't end. <laughs> and it was his object lesson to show so, hey, you know, life's not going to end if you don't, you know, get certain things done. There are priorities that, of course, need to be met each day by us as women, by us as people. But there are those other things, like you said, that we think and we've told ourselves are a high priority, but either they're not for us or they're priorities that can wait for another day. But to, yeah, just remind yourself when you're overwhelmed, the world's, the world's not going to end if you take five minutes to take a breath or 10 right. minutes or 30 minutes or... If you need to take a nap, if you need to go get something to eat, something to drink, is one of your needs being neglected? That's another thing to do when you're feeling overwhelmed. What need is being neglected that you can go yeah. take care of right now? And yeah, so- and that, that goes back to what you were saying before about the five senses, bringing yourself into present. And I was going to say, take it one step further. You know, after you've done that and you felt into, you know, what do things feel like, taste like, smell like, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Then come further into your own body and notice more in your own body. You know, where are you feeling the tension? Are your shoulders up by your ears? Okay, so let's drop them down. You know, is your back ramrod straight because your muscles are so tense? Okay, let's soften those. And, you know, you can go through that and it's it's a meditation actually where you just go from the crown of your head and just notice notice everything in your body. What is your arm doing? Is that what it should be doing? Or do you have it in some weird twisted position because you're locked up? You know, what, how do your hips feel? And, but you just go down all the way down and that helps you by the time you get down to your, either your root chakra area or your feet, then you start going down and rooting in and grounding in. And that helps you come back to center too. And so that that's a really helpful way to just kind of calm that central nervous system down, slow down. And then you can like going back to what's a priority. You have more discernment and you think everything's a high priority and you get caught up in that. It's you're blocking yourself from discerning what truly is important and urgent. And do you remember um, in retreat, I had you do that, that grid of yeah, the matrix. Yeah, the matrix. Everything that you have to do in your life, and you can use this just on a weekly basis. What is everything I'm supposed to do this week? And that is everything. You list everything from feeding the kids to, you know, packing for your trip to driving for the trip, whatever. Every single thing that needs to go on there. And then you evaluate how important is it? Like, how does it make you feel? Does it support the life that you're creating? Is it very important to you or is it just something? Thing that you have to do. And then the urgency. How urgent is it? Is someone going to die if you don't do it? Is someone going to be harmed if you don't do it? Are you going to be overworked if you don't, if you do it? You know, it, and you, you 
you rate your urgencies and you give that weight to each item. And that helps you kind of determine when you're in that place where you're like, okay, there's absolutely no fucking way I'm getting everything done this week. Something has to come off. Weight them, you know, prioritize and give them that extra weight for what's important and what is really going to make a difference as far as somebody's health and well-being. <laughs> and that includes your own. I remember being stunned when we did that in the retreat because things that I had had at the very top of my to-do list, um, while they're important and I still uh, hope to accomplish them, they moved dramatically down the list. But I had kept them up there at the top with other things that really were pressing. And so by by using that matrix, by realigning what my priorities were, it freed up a lot of energy. And yeah. just saying, like what you were just saying about to keep yourself healthy, I'm going to have to do that again because, you know, being um, having gone to the doctor and being told, okay, you need to slow down. There's certain things that your body can't do now. You have to reevaluate it because it's like either I continue in this path and continue to be in a state of overwhelm and burnout or in a state of overwhelm to where my body goes into burnout, both your body, mentally, uh, emotionally, all of that, or you make it a choice now to say, hey, this is my priorities. I'm not going to get there and I'm going to take, I'm going to make better choices so that instead of being burnout and not being able to do anything, I can still do the things I need to do, maybe a little slower, but I'm not going to burn out. And I think right. that's that's a huge lesson because I, we can't be the only ones that we just crash and burn. We just keep going down this path and we can feel ourselves like, oh, we're just tired. It's harder to get up in the morning. It's harder to focus our emotions are all over. We're hormonal, irritable. We feel it. Our body tells us, our spirits tell us that, hey, slow down, slow down. But we just ignore it and we just crash and burn. And yeah, I always tell my husband about social medicine because I come from Australia and this is is America. Uh, when you have the ability to go to the doctor, you can do preventative medicine as opposed to inventive medicine. So yeah. when you, you know what I mean? And it makes me think of this too like by making sure your priorities are straight and that you're self doing self-care and you're making sure you keep yourself out of overwhelm or you manage your overwhelm well, you can prevent that burnout as opposed to having to have an intervention where things have to drastically change. It's painful. Your health is deteriorating. Relationships are hard. You know, that was just a thought that just came like it, it's always better to, to prevent something from happening than having to step in and have an intervention and yeah. as creatives the worst thing is as creatives the worst thing is to burn out be so overwhelmed that we're not able to access that creative part of ourselves yeah. our imagination is exhausted and one of the very things that helps us get out of overwhelm and brings us back into realignment and back into frequency is by being creative and so yeah. we find ourselves in that really weird spot where to get out of the mess we have to be creative but we can't be creative because we're in the mess so yeah, yeah. always better to prevent overwhelm says the person who puts herself in overwhelm so I wanted to chime in here because you were talking about like you know like if you're just exhausted go take a nap and I want to kind of bring the light on the difference between being physically exhausted mentally exhausted 
and soulfully exhausted. And when we are mentally exhausted, but we're not physically exhausted, then the the medicine is in movement. It's in moving our bodies. And this happens a lot when your brain just wants to shut down, but your body won't let you relax. That's a sign, you know, that movement is being called for. Or if you're physically exhausted, but your mind is not, and you're, you, all you want to do is sleep, but your mind is just go, go, go as you're trying to fall asleep, then that is a sign that you've overworked physically, but you need to release some energy from your mental state. Whether that's just making a list of all these things, just writing them down taking five minutes stream of consciousness writing of everything that's going through your brain when you're trying to fall asleep. Just, you know, try just It's not always going to work, but it's one way to kind of address this is just get up, write it all down, speak it into your phone, whatever it is, get it out of your head or distract yourself with reading. This this is a time that you know you need you need you're trying to shut your mind down so your body can rest. Or maybe you allow your body to rest by focusing on something that is only mental and not physical. And then there's the whole emotional and soulful exhaustion. And that means you're not taking care of your inner self. And that's your spirituality. That's your energy, you know, making sure your chakras are clear and cleansing your energy and grounding and meditating. But it's also the creative part doing your art. And so when we're in that overwhelm, we have all these other things to do in the 3D world life for work and family and house. And you know, it's summertime. So everybody's getting ready to go on vacation. And guess who's always responsible for we're doing all the packing and the planning and making sure the kids have everything <laughs> they need. It's usually mom. And even when dads help, you know, mom's kind of the delegator, the manager, making sure it all happens. And we forget to take that time to take care of ourselves. And, you know, we can talk about self-care because, you know, the joke for a long time, and this really was what we needed, was a hot bath or more sleep or just some time to read. But I'm thinking more and more and I'm learning at least for myself especially now that I am an empty nester and it is just me and my dog that my self-care needs to come from doing something creative or doing something spiritual or getting out in nature it's not so much the just let me watch my own tv show one night will you please you know it used to be that way you know can I watch what I want to watch or can I just take an hour or two just to you know do this for me now it's more about what does my soul need because I get so you know caught up in work and business and you know just making sure even just the dog and I are fed you know the grocery store and the chores and everything else that it's really important that you take that time to give your soul what it needs whatever that is that just makes your soul and your heart happy even if it's just for 15 minutes when you're on these really crazy strenuous weeks you know take that time out of your day and it will recharge you and make such a big difference and your soul will tell you what it needs to mm-hmm. like I know that my garden calls to me yeah I just I love being able to go out there and just the minute I step over the fence and I'm there I take a deep breath you know same with when I sit at my desk it's sometimes it's just it's hard you've got to give yourself permission to say listen this is what I need like you said 
if the world's not on fire, the house is not burning down, no one's bleeding to death, it's okay for us to take the time that we need and, and take it and not feel guilty about it because we're important. You know, yeah. I like that you, you shared that there's a difference yep, with self-care because the world kind of paints that self-care can be selfish or that self-care is going and getting your nails done or your hair done. Yeah. And those are good because you're you're pampering your body and you're, and you're it, it, it's the whole concept of you're doing something good for yourself but you can take it deeper what does Mm -hmm. your soul need what do you need to not just recharge your physical body but emotionally and mentally spiritually and don't be afraid to to go do it we it's needed because once when a woman goes down when the mom goes down everything goes down so it's a lot of pressure to keep to keep things going so that's why it's vital it's important that we take that time right and you know yeah everything goes down okay so if you're not giving yourself that you're not taking that time, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or a couple of hours, then you're just slowing the whole program down. Because what happens when you're tired and you're exhausted, no matter which way, physically, mentally, emotionally, you start dragging. Everything takes longer. Your mental state is not where you want it to be. You might start getting snippy. And then, you know, next thing you know, now you're in an argument with your significant other that's taking a lot more time than it would have if you would have just said, hey, yeah. you know what? I need to pull out, take care of myself for a little bit, and then we'll we'll get right back into it. And you'll have that extra boost of energy by doing that. And in the long run, you actually save yourself time when you allow yourself to take care of you. It makes me, you just, you put this image in my mind right now that you're, when we're overwhelmed, we're already low, low, low on energy. And if we don't take care of it, we hemorrhage whatever energy we do have and if we're trying to pull in energy it just hemorrhages out like we're just leaking it out everywhere by arguing by being snippy mm-hmm. by having a in my case having like a meltdown where you just start crying that's just energy that just kind of gets you stuck in that moment in that feeling right Yeah. And it also just piles on more guilt and shame, which just drags you down even further. I mean, those are the lowest frequencies, uh, emotions, guilt and shame that you can carry more than fear, more than hatred. Guilt and shame are at the lowest. And so when you're operating at that low frequency, you're definitely taking longer to get everything done and you're not attracting into your life what you need, especially at that very moment. You're just going down harder, harder, harder. So yeah. Man, self-care and overwhelm. And there's so much more we could say about burnout and preventing burnout. And we can do an episode on that because we both have been there multiple times. There are reasons for that and ways to stay away from it. And I've, I've since I have really reconnected with my spirituality and created a sacred practice, a daily sacred practice and a daily energy hygiene practice, I've been able to avoid burnout. In fact, I feel more energetic in some ways than I ever have before, even though, you know, yeah, there's a lot going on and 
I am older. I've noticed physically my energy levels have gone down um, just from that menopausal, the hormone shift. Ever since I had COVID twice, you know, that made a huge difference in my energy levels. But as far as just the feeling like I'm getting recharged, you know, that was what was missing out of my life before. And it, it, it just, it really makes a difference. I know that for me, one thing that really recharges outside of, you know, my grandson and family and my garden thing is when I come to ceremony, when I come to circle, those new moon um, ceremonies that we do, whenever I get together with other people who are like-minded, I may come in tired and like kind of lagging in energy. But when I leave, I feel uplifted. I feel boosted enough that I can go and conquer my day. And so, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. We share some really amazing energy. Yeah. And we have what a new moon ceremony coming up on Monday, which is exciting because, yeah, I I don't know. I just I love it. And I love the idea that us women get together. It doesn't matter where we are or what we've been doing that day or what's going on in our lives. We all come together and there's just that sweetness, that that nice uh, where we don't feel like we're so alone. That's yeah. a great way to recharge. For me, that is. And just having that affirmed and you walk away feeling empowered. It really is. It's just finding the things that lift you up, that boost to you, that reconnect you with yourself, your higher power, but also with others in your community. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that, that help that you need to make time for. Yes. And so that's something that I'm learning. I'm learning a lot, like... Because it's so easy to put it off. Oh, I have work. I have this. I have that. But these things are important because without us, there is no work. You know, right. we can't do things. And so, if we want to create the life that we want, number one, like one of the first things on top of that list of creating that life is making sure that we're taken care of, that we take care yeah. of ourselves, our needs that we're happy, that we're balanced, we're aligned and grounded because yeah, otherwise it's going to be a lot harder. I have this app I've been checking in with lately. Every morning they have like these daily things and I already have a good ritual, but today they had a survey and it was was just one question. Do you have a morning ritual? And the answers were, I I can't function without it or sometimes, or no, I do not. And mine was, I can't function without it. And, you know, I talk about connecting and with the divine. And for me, that is divine feminine energy. And my spiritual practice has evolved over the last several years as I learn, you know, what it is that my soul needs. And it's very connected, especially lately, really feeling into that divine energy, connecting in with my spirit guides, my higher self, but really I cannot end it until I know I have felt great mother's love, that divine love and energy flowing into me. And holy shit, has that made a big difference in how good I feel when I am done. I am not a morning person. I am a night owl. I hate waking up. It takes me forever <laughs> to wake up. My my routine used to be when my kids were younger, I would have to get up at least 30 minutes to an hour before them just so I could be awake enough to do what needed to be done for them. So that was coffee 
coffee and a cigarette and watching the morning news. Well, eventually it was like, no more morning news. That's a horrible way to start your day. And then I gave up the cigarettes. And then it was coffee and sit down and check my email right away and get on social media right away. Well, you know, eventually you realize that's not a healthy way to start your day either. And now I don't suck even, right there. Yes. And just all of these bombardments, you know, not just an energy suck, but you're taking on all this energy of everything in the outer world, in this physical world. And ever since I started my spiritual practice, you know, my first cup of coffee is at least an hour after I wake up because, you know, I take the dog out and I do this and I do that, but I sit down in meditation and in front of my altar and connecting in and I connect in with the divine. I connect in with my spirit guides. I call in all the elements and I connect in with energetically with all of you people who I want to be connected with whose energy I know is good. And that's my temple sisters. That's our community, our Starlight and Moonbeams community. You know, I do this energetic check-in and presencing with everybody. And then it goes back to just, you know, sitting in meditation. What do I need to know for my day to best serve? But really connecting in with the divine. And when I do that and I feel just, I just allow that light to come in through the crown and just drip down all the way through all the chakras. By the time I'm done, I'm just like, okay, I can do this day. And it has been, it's so much better than the coffee and everything else that has, you know, been my go-to for charging up for the day in the past. And it, it's it's really made a difference and i feel like our circles are that way too it's that same you know you're you're just on this energetic high but not a high that makes you anxious you know not an anxiety type of high or a, it's just a feel good empowering you know i can i can do this whatever's next i i i got this and yeah it's that's to me that's just some one of the best ways for you to recharge whether by yourself or in circle or just connecting into that good high frequency energy and that's what it is too you're recharging and it's not a stimulant because stimulants they'll lift you up for a bit but then they crash you like with the coffee social media in the morning that kind of thing it perks you up it gets you all firing but it's going to crash you because it's got no it's i don't want to say it's got no substance it's it's not lasting. It's reliant on external factors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, what I love when you talk to me about your daily ritual in the morning and at night is you set yourself up internally first. You set yourself up for success yeah. and yeah. you ground yourself and you make sure that you are right and your best self first before you go out and conquer the day. And I think that's important because so much we rely on outward things to mm-hmm. we rely so much like for our identity for our worth for all these different things for our energy but they're fleeting they're flagging mm-hmm. and constantly changing we don't right. change, like that energy there the divine mother you know a higher source that is a constant that's something that we can yeah. we can rely on and trust to tap into and it makes us stronger it doesn't deplete us it doesn't take away our energy if anything it amplifies it so yeah it's extremely important yeah yeah and yeah you're right on because in you know as you were saying that I was thinking yeah you know there's times in my day especially when um is just 
crazy that I'll go into the bathroom and I'll, you know, just take a few extra minutes and not even probably that long, maybe a minute just to go back to that place within because it's always there. It's not like, oh, I got to run out to Starbucks and grab an iced coffee when, you know, that's a 30 minute trip and you've got all these things going on or you've got a meeting starting in five minutes or it's not reliant on those outward things like you were talking about that aren't always available. And so, yeah, that that's something else that um, why it helps when you learn how to call in that inner power and your higher source power. It's always there and it's and it, it, it makes a difference. That's all I can say is, is it makes a really big difference. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I know it makes a big difference for me too. I can tell when I haven't done it. And so yeah. and it doesn't have to, it, it can be as big, long, uh, elaborate as you want it, or it can be as quick and as simple as you need it. And right. so I love that. So yeah. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I already feel a little bit better <laughs> from my overwhelm. Right. It, it was funny. Like we were supposed to talk a, a little bit about moon magic today. And I guess what was needed, the medicine that was needed today was to talk about that overwhelm, to talk about the elephant in the room that, you know, we all feel and just share. I hope we shared a little bit of insight of what helps. Maybe you do the same and it's resonated and it's reminded you, hey, yeah, you know, I could do that. Or, hey, I was looking for a way to kind of deal with my own overwhelm or anxiety. And maybe you picked up a few tri uh, tricks. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love how, you know, Sometimes we think we know what's going on and then uh, the universe steps in and says, you know what, this is wonderful, but there's there's medi uh, different medicine needed. And so, yeah, I feel much better, you know. Yeah, I do too. And it's kind of just right there that, yeah, we were going to talk about moon magic. We'll talk about that another day. This was the priority, you know, this just came up and it just came from right. really intuitive guidance you know it was a message from the universe from higher self from inner you know saying hey you know what moon magic you do every month you can talk about it at another time you're both feeling this overwhelm and this is what you both need right now and if you if we need it that means other people need it too and so yeah what a great conversation i yeah i feel good so <laughs> Good team. So Belinda, what Starburst are you sharing today? Okay, I'm excited about this one because it's a an account on Facebook that I absolutely love. And whenever I see their their graphic each day, it gives me kind of that affirmation that I'm on the right path and that it gives that boost, especially when I'm tired or I'm overwhelmed or frustrated. And it is the account called Source Messages. It's just a Facebook slash Source Messages. And it's just daily channeled messages from Source, whether that's you believe Source is God, the Goddess, uh, your higher self your spirit guides, the universe, whatever. And they're just, I love it. Every time we have someone in our of Starlight and Moonbeams uh, group community who shares the post with us each day. And I love it. Every time I get that zing of, oh, it's just spot on. Oh, I feel good. And so, yeah, I recommend absolutely go and follow this account on Facebook. If, if there's an account you're going to follow, 
have this be one of them for sure. I know a lot of people like them too. What about you? What would you like to share uh, Starburst today? I am going to give a Starburst to one of our community members. And she was one of our contributors for our June issue of Moonbeams Magazine, Diana Robinault. And I wanted to do this because she's doing something really cool. And so she, um, I'll just read her bio real quick. Specializing in remote locations, her areas of expertise include soil, health, medicinal herbs, edible flowers, and native plants. She served as an advisor to the National Wildlife Federation's Backyard Habitat Program. And currently she's creating programs for the masses for the Pollinator Partnership Stewardship Program that will be translated into three languages. And so as part of that, she's doing this huge garden that is producing like fruits and vegetables and flowers and everything, but it's really to support our pollinators, our bees and our butterflies. And we all know that our bee population is at risk right now because of all of the pesticides and you know all, we, all these things we've been doing over time to make our, our yards pretty or to produce more crops or whatever, it's really hurt the bees. And so she's you know trying to help bring them back. And I just think that's an amazing project to be working on. And so um, she is always looking for you know people who want to get involved in different ways. And so if that's something that you're interested in, we will put her contact information in the show notes. I just want to double check she's okay with that, which I'm sure she is because we have it in the magazine as well. So if you don't find it in the show notes, check out the June magazine of Moonbeams magazine, the June issue. That is a free one. So you can go check it out and get her contact information there. And so big starburst out to Diana Robinall. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea with our wonderful resident astrologer, Jackie Sab. Uh, you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. In the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and maybe TikTok if you can find us. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.